Fuck it, we'll do it live. Hey. <laughs> WNBC. Oh, We're here back awesome. for another episode of Hard Out, my favorite movie, with an old buddy of ours, Scott Kiner. Haven't seen him in a while. Up, How you doing, dudes? dude? Cheers. Hanging in there. Screenwriter, filmmaker, former, what were you, like a VP at Super Deluxe or some shit? Yep, yep. You got to tell us what happened to Super Deluxe because we miss it. Oh, man. Yeah, it was a bummer. You know, they, uh, it was basically the AT&T Time Warner merger, you know. They, mm. they, they decided that Super Deluxe was expendable, which, you know, obviously I didn't agree with that. I love Too it. subversive for them. amazing. I love it. Yeah, yeah, subversive and like. Vic Burgers. You know, we were starting to do TV shows and they were kind of like, well, we don't really need another TV studio. Um, and yeah, that was around also around when, you know, like uh, Vice and BuzzFeed, their valuation started tanking. So they're mm -hmm. like, oh, man, digital studios are not the business right now. We already have a TV studio. Uh, so so they shut us down. But it was a bummer. We, we did a lot of really cool stuff. Uh, there's some stuff. Have you ever seen Don't Hug Don't Hug Me? I'm scared. Those don't web hug videos. Me or hunt me. <laughs> hug. Don't no, hug, hug me. I'm scared. Uh, no. <laughs> Obviously. They're amazing. I check them out on YouTube. The YouTube, they're like uh they're kind of a spoof of uh kids TV show. Oh shit. Kinda like like Wonder Shows. Wonder Dude, Wonder yeah, Shows is all time that's, top. That's, yeah, okay, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys will love Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. It's very much <laughs> <Nice>. in that vein. <laughs> um, I'm making a note and, of that. And it's like really, the, the videos are really weird, really surreal. And we made a pilot uh, for a TV show of them that I'm convinced was going to be like the next South Park. It, Dude, I mean, if we can get a sneak peek at that, I'd love to see it. But totally crazy. You know, the, the, the link I had is gone, which is a mm. super duper bummer. And it played it it played at sundance and then never sold right at the end there and i was like oh yeah. man it was it was it's one of the coolest things i've ever worked on and now it's just disappeared from the universe and i'm God so that's such a bummer that is yeah. tragic corporate bullshit yeah or i mean i guess it's on a hard a hard drive somewhere at turner so Dude, dear warner media I'm gonna break into that shit like tom cruise hanging from wires yeah, exactly and, exactly <laughs> dear anonymous Warner Media has a the Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared pilot. Go get it. Even that title's great. The lost Tapes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyways. So, so did you do that with Vic Berger? Berger? How do you say his name? No, there, there, was, a, there was a Vic Berger pilot, too. He was going to do a talk show with Tim from Tim and Eric. I can love it, dude. That was, yeah. that was that like amazing. him interviewing. The Jim Baker you know, shit. You can, yeah. Alex Jones. You can Alex imagine Jones, all Jones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can imagine all the crazy people he had on that. Uh, that was really good. But then another, you know, another lost, lost to time TV you show. Get him on here. What the fuck is Vic Burger's yes. favorite movie? I would love <laughs> to. Oh, like yeah, Fried yeah. Green no. Tomatoes. I mean, it, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, e email me and I'll I'll try and hook you guys up. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd um, be amazing. Yeah. Anyway, He's speaking of favorite movies. A running joke of this thing is that we can't pick one, even though yeah, yeah. Of Braveheart might be my pick, probably. It's, yeah. You know, Dead Poet Society was way up there for us. At one time, it was our favorite movie, you know, formative shit. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So when we ask people what's their favorite movie, a lot of times there's a caveat. <laughs> I don't have a favorite, especially writers and film people, you know. Yeah. Seems yeah civilians yeah. tend to have a favorite, you know. Right. Um, and you said this isn't necessarily your favorite, but it's something you think is criminally criminally underrated, which is Babe Pig in the City. Babe Pig in the City. God damn. An unbelievable movie. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, like any film person, I mean, I really think it's it, I could never pick a favorite movie, right? Right. So, but I think this is an incredible movie, certainly like on my list of all-time movies that I would recommend to anybody. Um, and also got such a weird reception. Not a lot of people have seen it. And George it Miller is definitely one of my I favorite. Read. Yeah, one of my favorite directors of all time, right. for sure. Yeah. That blew and my I think mind. it's amazing. <laughs> the guy yeah, behind yeah. Mad I mean, Max <laughs> did this. Yeah, show. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it's, it's, and it's really interesting to me the way this like overlaps with all his other work, right? Like a lot of the themes and the things that mm -hmm. happen. Are kind of, there's like these weird echoes of what's going on in Mad Max and 
Happy Feet and all his other movies that like so it's totally a different kind of movie but also the same at the same time that's all great filmmakers are it's like unmistakably his no matter how diverse it is from the rest of his work you know yeah i mean like who else would be insane enough to ever try and make the this movie you know speaking of braveheart i'm gonna make a confession i was boycotting (laughs) babe for two decades two plus (laughs) decades because being a dumbass teenager, you know how teenagers are, and we just get ideological yeah, yeah, about yeah, the yeah. dumbest shit. Team Braveheart. Right, Team Braveheart. Because I remember totally, Roger totally. Ebert <laughs> said Babe was his pick for movie of the year over Braveheart. And I was just like, get the fuck out of here. How could that be? I'm never watching that stupid movie. Fuck that movie. And now I still hadn't seen it all these years, but I got a seven-year-old kid. So when you suggested this, I was like, well, let's watch both. So last night we watched yeah. Babe and he loved it. And it is mm-hmm. great. It is great. It's, it's, great. Great. It's, it's totally great too it got much more of a critical you know lauding than this did Accolades, but this yeah. to me is better oh i 100 agree i mean yeah i was trying to think about that because we talked a little bit about like you know you know a lot of the reviews were like oh this is not a good movie for kids you know and that was like the big criticism it was too dark for kids and i was thinking about that because we kind of talked about it i was like well you you said you were, would watch with him and i was like Okay, but just so you know, one of the criticisms of it is that it's too dark for kids. He loved and then I was re-watching it again last night, and I kind of realized... As a kid, I love dark. <laughs> yeah, me too. And I also kind of realized it's not really too dark for kids. It's too dark for adults. Uh, yeah, right? right? Like, the, 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 thing, the themes and the things that are really, really dark about it are not the, just the, the, like, scares that will get to a kid, but kind of, like the existential dread that these animals are going through and a Uh kid's not going to get that. Some of the philosophical elements. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Right. I was thinking that too, that often you see that in other movies too, like maybe the toy story stuff or something, you know, you see it elsewhere Mm -hmm. where there will be jokes that just won't land for a kid because they don't even have the context to even understand like the innuendo behind it or what have you. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of still safe for a kid because they're just not even going to get the joke necessarily, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's cool because it can be a childhood favorite that you revisit years later and it works on a whole different level, you know? <clears throat> yeah, cool. totally. Yeah, there were a couple of things in this, like um, early on when, uh, it, you know, they were leaving the farm, the the uh, farmer's wife, what was her name, Esme, and, uh, and, and Babe, and someone yells out, like, uh, don't worry, you're in safe hands. And someone else goes, yeah, in the hands of a serial killer or something right. along those lines. <laughs> For man, she duck. works at a farm, you yeah. know, she's cutting chicken heads off all day. And shit. Duck LaRange, man. That was from the first movie. Yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah Fer- <laughs> Ferdinand's great. Ferdinand's great because he's yeah, like the one the who, one. he's like the pessimist in the whole thing, yeah. right? He's always scared. Don't trust the humans. Killer. Society's yeah, out to get him. Stay it. away. And Babe's like this pure soul that's just like, I'm going to do the right thing. Well, that duck actually gets Babe in his first amount of trouble in the first movie because this is a Mm -hmm. duck who wants to be a rooster because he realized ducks Uh, have no function. Ducks are just here to be eaten and become duck orange and shit. So I need to find a function. So he starts trying to hedge into the rooster's territory. So he's calling in the morning and shit, but it drives Esme crazy. So she gets an alarm Mm -hmm. clock. So he enlists Babe to go through the dog door and help him take out this mechanical rooster that's going to put him out of business and make him become a meal <laughs> and shit, you know? So I mean, it's full I of totally forgot about hijinks yeah. and it's very episodic, you know, it's like just little vignettes yeah. throughout the first one, especially this one right. much more had a through line that the first one kind of mm-hmm. didn't. Um, the first one yeah. gains a through line by the end. What it's really about is babe coming to realize that he has, he he's a sheep pig like a sheepdog pig, you know? So he yeah. wins this fair and everything, as you saw in the beginning, Chris, mm-hmm. how they're coming home victorious from the fair. Um, and he's this world-renowned yeah. sheep pig now that queens want to meet and shit. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. uh, man, the first one is good. But again, this one, it is a little darker. Again, it had more of a through line. And I just love that. It, well, he didn't direct the first one. Right. And I hear he No, he just talk. produced it. Then maybe wrote it. Co-wrote it. Well, I yeah, saw I hear yeah. there was tension and creative conflict on the first one too between him and the director. And then he just took it over for the second one. The second one is much better directed, I think. It's visionary. It's George Miller shit, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the other this is another reason that I think it deserves to be on the list and and you know be talked about. Like, think about how difficult 
this movie is to direct, right? Dude. It's like Fury oh, Road yeah. level stunts and yeah. sets. The we animals, fucking, fucking animals, hurting all that right? shit. Yeah. Never work with kids. Yeah, or I was thinking that hats I mean, on. Exactly, to the, it breaks every rule. Yeah. And like, I, like you watch it, the shots are perfect. Like every single shot in this movie is perfect. Some of them with a hundred animals, and you're like, it's how amazing. did they pull this yeah. off? And they did it. It's CGI augmented. Yeah, the, the right. speaking and stuff. Speaking, they pull a Mr. But it's Ed live animals for the thankfully. most part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ninety-five percent of it's real animals. Yeah. I mean, there's a yeah. few places where there's mo- you know, yeah, whatever yeah. models or puppets or whatever. But yeah, like the little baby monk or uh, chimps at the end might have been. First of all, <laughs> let me just say something about chimps. God damn, I love <laughs> chimps. Do you remember? Was it TNT or TBS in the mid '90s? Did those monkeyed up movies, little promos, and it'd be like Jaws and Braveheart and Terminator? Yeah, yeah, chimps. yeah. Fucking love it was that like chimps. there was an '80s trend that was like the 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 Emmanuel Lewis um, yes trend. Everyone you know, there was like the, the 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 small people trend, and then there was a chimpanzee buddy trend. Right? Yes. like there were right, yeah, movies yeah, and yeah, TV yeah, shows and. Well, in one of my all-time favorite films, and I still will list it anytime someone asks what film has made you cry the most, was that movie mm-hmm. Project X with Matthew Broderick. You ever oh, see that? dude. Oh, dude, yeah, when yeah, Goliath yeah. gets irradiated at the end. Just... Yeah, man. Dude. <laughs> the other thing I love about that is is clearly um, uh, the, the, the people who wrote Planet of the Apes, the new version. Yes. Were were are like around our generation and yeah. saw Project X and cried <laughs> at it because it's that movie is basically Project the first X. one especially yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly it's Project and X shit. and then they just you know the but the apes win at the end and take the Project the X is better because it's that tragedy it yes. hits you so yeah. hard when they win <laughs> yeah it doesn't totally. hit you the same even if it's triumphant you know yeah mm-hmm. and just the execution yeah. just not all in your face you know just yeah more eighty style limitations. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah um, and also having steven wright voice a chimpanzee bro. oh yeah was next on my list. that was amazing <laughs> it's like i know I love, it's him I love and Glenn Hedley who just died uh do you know her from uh she was the chicken dirty rotten scoundrels janet Cole, oh, yeah. whatever she yeah, did the yeah, voice yeah, yeah. of his wife and she just died recently which sucks Damn. she was oh, awesome yeah oh i didn't realize that was her yeah yeah I don't know. oh and the chick who does it? babe's voice is dotty from peewee's big adventure <laughs> no yeah, i had no idea it was yes. a grown woman i had to I looked that up too and I, I thought it'd be some kid voicing it i was like because yeah. mm-hmm. she always had that squeaky voice yeah. dotty you know yeah of course eventually yeah. she went on and did rugrats and shit like that and that's how she got babe mm-hmm. i think she went on the voice singing once and did mm-hmm. pretty well yeah, i got pretty deep in it too yeah <laughs> dotty <Dottie. laughs> i gotta i gotta watch that's a movie i want to watch with my kid he would yeah. enjoy it large crazy for Pee-wee. yeah yes yeah that that, that was actually scary too at the time the tequila definitely chris has a pretty good tequila dance you gotta be on a bar to do it properly though <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 how old's your kids now you got two or i have two i have a six-year-old and a three-year-old yeah six-year-old i got a seven-year-old so i knew they were right around yeah. each other but uh yeah they're really close did did your six-year-old watch this film uh, no, he hasn't. He hasn't watched it yet. You think it's too dark for him? My seven-year-old no. dug Well, you know, I I don't think so. But I also like I sort of let him decide, and yeah. I've been trying to get him to watch Star Wars, and he's like, "No, that's too scary for me." And I was oh, like, shit. "You sure you don't want to try it?" And he's like, "Scary's good. That's what kids." Yeah, yeah. Scary's he was good. like, "No, nah, I don't want to." <laughs> it's, it's titillating. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars yeah. isn't that bad, of course, compared to many. I mean, shit. Jay and I were watching fucking. Bro. Uh, the Exorcist in Texas. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poltergeist. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like six oh, years. Yeah. Poltergeist sure. ruined my, gave me anxiety for the rest of my life, dude. Yeah. Like I had to sleep with the light on, check under the bed. For yeah, the I wouldn't you trade know. it for anything else, though. I love it, man. I know. I love it. Like, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I have it's anxiety a really visual... issues, but I'm glad that I saw those movies, even if it played a hand in me having this anxiety yes. issues because it's worth the curse. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm especially restrictive on what he can watch, but I also. It's not, I'm not going to be like, you have to watch, you right, know, right. It's, of course. it's like yeah, you he it. just watched Lego movie, which was interesting because while we were watching it, he was like, oh, this is scary. Um, and then and then today, just today, he was like, you know, dad, I was just kidding when I said it was scary. 
<laughs> I want to watch it again. And I was like, aha, nice. yeah, no. So he's like starting to get that. And I was like, well, see, that's the thing. There you go. In a movie, it's it, it can feel fun to be scared. Right. You know, it's yeah, not real. It's fake. Like, you that's know, that's, that's, that's exactly it. And he was like, oh. So we'll see. Maybe we'll get him on right. the train it's a little bit more. It's a roller coaster, you know, where there's a 99.9% yeah. chance you won't be thrown out into oblivion and break your body into a thousand pieces, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, might, right. I might screw this up, but I think Kevin Smith said something along the lines once of, it's actually better to show kids movies with realistic violence than cartoons because cartoons make you think you're just going to get back up again or come back alive or whatever, yeah. you know, if you right, 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 hit right. my baby brother in the head with you know, a hammer, but... he's just going to be fine. The next <laughs> right. Day, like, right? Right. I think what I should do when I find the dynamite cheap, is <laughs> right. what really happens is that's why I show my kid <laughs> slasher flicks. Like I spit on your grave and shit, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know. Watch out for those awesome. creeps out there. Yeah. The only thing that so scared he- him in this, that upset him in this, was when that Spuds McKenzie ass bull terrier or whatever it was was about to drown. Mm-hmm. He didn't uh, want to see yeah. the dog drown. That freaked him out. Right. He ran yeah, out of the room, but part- I was like, yeah. I said, come on, man. You think Babe's going to let him that drown? That upsetting. Yeah. With yeah, that part right. is super intense so for it sure. Is. Yeah. And yeah. again, the way I George mean, it's Miller intense as an adult. Yeah. Directed it. Yeah, it was. But you kind of know with this kind of movie, it's not going to Same when uh, Arthur went down the well, you know, it, very yeah. early and mm-hmm. like almost mm-hmm. the first thing that happens. And, and I was like, oh, shit, this got dark fast. Even if he did survive it, it's still, you know, <laughs> he would not have <laughs> the way they filmed that shit. He should have died. Right. Yeah, exa- that's exactly it. Yeah, first exactly. I was like, did they actually kill this dude? That's crazy. You know, but uh, <laughs> that, that would quickly made sure you knew he what he was okay yeah well it was interesting because yeah. james cromwell got like an oscar nomination for the first one which mm-hmm. i remember ebert and cisco talking about it which is great they were really appreciative of that because he speaks so little in the film he like sings a song to babe and at the very end mm-hmm. that'll do pig or whatever the famous line you know mm-hmm. um, but it was a very quiet performance just a lot of looks which is true acting you know it's not always yeah just yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a really good point yeah it's one of the few times where a performance like that got the recognition that right. it deserves you know like there have been plenty but especially in this g-rated really movie and shit you know it's not like you yeah, played yeah, a yeah. deaf mute like some oscar bait type shit or something but uh Mm-hmm. And then I was just thinking it's ironic then that his role was so diminished in the second one. You know, it was very cool. They let her shine because she's fucking amazing too, dude. Her totally. yeah. Yeah. Oh, so man. Good. That was excellent. Uh, See uh, her change over the course of it where she went from, you know, being kind of meek and, you know, modest and stuff. And by the end, she'd been through so much shit. She just was mm-hmm. a fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, it's almost that theme yeah. of the wife who's just a homemaker who gets yeah. to go out and run shit for a minute, you know, mm-hmm. rise to the occasion. And it's another one of those things is like, how did this movie get made? Right. <laughs> like somehow they convinced the studio to not have him be the main character and to let his wife be the main character. Right. And like, I don't uh, know if that's it's from just, source it's material. Maybe. Um, I mean, I guess if you just make enough money, you can pretend that any sequel is shot at a sequel. You, yeah. You can make the weirdest sequel you want, but right. I, don't, I don't know. Like it's a miracle. This movie got made at all. Have you seen those Paddington flicks they made the last few years? There's two. No, of them. I heard they're good though. Dude, they reminded me of this high level, much better really. than you'd expect. A lot of hijinks. The second one, especially Hugh Grant plays a villain in it where he's like this devious mm. actor who's always in disguise and shit. Very nice. almost over the top, but fun as hell performance, you know? I mean, normally, yeah. I mean, you know me, I didn't want to kid my kid. <laughs> That was like the last thing I wanted in the world was the burden of responsibility of being a dad and shit. And I was never even into yeah, kids' yeah. movies because as kids, we watched slasher flicks and Witness and The Killing Fields and shit as like mm-hmm. seven and eight-year-olds. But uh, it's like they've stepped their game up. Now, well, there's a couple pros and cons to modern kids' movies. Execution level, production value, amazing. But they're a little less subversive because we talk all the time about how Goonies and E.T. had dick jokes in them. Modern kids movies, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, they're not as honest about the kids themselves. Like which they're, is they're, sad. They're, yeah, some of them have subversive ideas that really get under your skin, but the but the kids, you're right, you're right. Kids were more kind of like honestly represented. Yeah, which that's even how in we something were. like ET, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, if you, like as a kid, you were like, yeah. that's real. They we yeah, I say fuck, they said fuck. Right. Yeah. 
That was the genius of Spielberg, kind of, is that he allowed kids. He didn't pander or condescend to kids. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He kind of just showed them as these fully formed beings finding their way through the world and shit. Nowadays, so many movies are, you know, kids are like almost a different species that need to be coddled Mm -hmm. or something. But I mean, I get it. But that's probably just the corporatization of it all again, risk aversion, you know, in filmmaking. Mm -hmm. So, but something's been lost for sure, I think. Yeah. I don't feel like you can get anything like that through nowadays. Yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Or, or you can, but it's it's more like an adult comedy then, right? Like, if the kids are real and honest, right. then it's like super bad and it's yeah. R rated and right. yeah, or role models, shit like that. Where the kids yeah, are. exactly, exactly. But kids aren't going. Well, I mean, kids are, but right. kids aren't in theory supposed to go see. You right. know, it's not like a not like Goonies was. But those movies probably resonate mm-hmm. to them more because they're like, wow, of course, these feel like yeah, real exactly. Kids. Exactly, exactly. Goonies like, yeah, if, if they were like that, we'd be pissing in our faces, you know, fucking <laughs> blowing the dick back on upside down. <laughs> classic, man. I love that uh, shit. Classic. Still talking about oh, it. Totally. Now. And just kids totally. in mortal danger. Like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess movies kind of, but again, the action is always like, you're going to be okay. There's always that feeling you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. I felt in the yeah, Goonies I mean, the, with an ensemble, they might have lost a Goonie along the way or something, you know? Yeah, especially and those ba- and the bad guys are terrifying. Like they're like really yes. violent, you know. And realistically, so shit. Yeah, that lady's scary. Mm-hmm. What's her oh, name? Yeah. Anne something. Oh yeah, what happened? Anne Ramsey. She, she passed away a shit. while ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Throw mama that from and the train. throw mama from the train. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the first time you saw this babe pig in the city? Did you see it? In yeah, theaters? I think this is also one of the reasons it's one of my favorite movies. It's like, you know, the the like kind of movie going doldrums of like January, February, after mm-hmm. all the Oscar bait comes out and they're just releasing crap that you don't want to see. I mean, I guess it's changed a bit now with the blockbuster season becoming year round kind of, mm-hmm, but, mm-hmm. Um, but you know, this was back in the day when this first came out and th- we couldn't, uh, it was one of, I was with one of my best friends in Chicago um, and we couldn't find anything that we wanted to watch. Uh, so this was at like the dollar theater after it had been released over Christmas. And we, you know, we looked up a review and I was like, Oh wow, that's got a really good review. Fuck it. Let's go see Peter it. Loved it. Yeah. And Cisco. Yeah. And, and we were like, we were both like babe picking the city. <laughs> Fuck no. But like, <laughs> but then we went to see it and we're just like, Oh, that was yeah. such an amazing movie. That was like one of the best. Yeah. That was like one of the. Yeah. I remember like, it when it came out, it. hearing a lot of good things too, but I just, I typically just don't find myself drawn to this type of material, you know, um, tend to yeah. go for like more like, like you said, Oscar stuff or dark stuff or whatever. But, um, but what I'd like say, like examples would be like Amelie, right. Or kind of whimsical. Mm-hmm. And, but once I'm sitting mm-hmm. down watching them, I absolutely love them. And I'm kind of I'm like, this is kind of my favorite thing, but still mm-hmm. I just don't <laughs> seek it out. You know what I'm saying? I, I yeah. It's that pretension's but, hard to overcome. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> It's, well, it's yeah, and it's also that, like it's, it's it's actually just what really attracts me, you know, like mm, on a magnetic right. level. But uh, you know, the, the other stuff, I mean. But then when I sit down and finally force myself to watch something like this, I love it, you know. Yeah, and it's also like the way it was represented and what you think it's going to be is not at all what the movie is, right? Yeah, like that's true. The, yeah. the, the this is like an existentialist movie, right? It's mm-hmm. like the world is yeah, fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Look out. The they world is fucked up right, and chaotic uh, and just character. all you can do is the best you can do. Yes. Um, and uh, so, I, yeah, it just totally defied my expectations of what it would even be. I just watched this this morning, so I didn't do as much research as I like to do. But do you know if this was nominated for anything? Because production design was off the chain. That city that was all cities. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. Hollywood. It's Venice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's like the Sydney and the, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't remember i don't remember if it was nominated uh at all i don't remember i assume maybe it was for something but not i don't i don't remember 
in Ebert's review, he mentioned the city and how he loves imaginary cities. And I, I share that too. Like he mentioned, what did he say? Dark city. I think I wrote it down. Um, Metropolis, you know, um, that there is something mm -hmm. to that. It's just like the sets and everything, just this, just other, otherworldly, particularly a city, you know, how just fucking Byzantine they can be. And, you know, yeah. Stuff. yeah. The shit was like yeah, the Monopoly I mean, the, board. It had like the Hollywood it, sign and the statue. Yeah, of right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like conglomeration of all these different cities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And even all the sets, there's like the Victorian house across from yes. their weird hotel. Mm -hmm. And then on the this canals, side, it's like the, there's like, yeah, Venice canals. And then on this side, there's like English countryside row houses. Mm -hmm. Love and then they go to, to they basically that. go to Venice Beach uh, for that big yeah, scene, right? The, yeah, yeah. And all that stuff, <laughs> I'd love yeah. to explore this world in VR and Venice Beach, especially. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, yeah exactly. originally I was just gonna say, just in general, just imagine this whole city recreated in virtual reality, and you can that'd just be explore all the nooks and crannies. Man, that'd be beautiful. Yeah, especially yeah, if they had exactly. chimps in it. God, I'm a sucker for chimps. <laughs> And especially if Stephen Wright was one of the chimps. Oh my God. Brilliant. Uh, bumper dude. sticker. <laughs> brilliant. And I was telling my son, like, what was brilliant? I'm sorry. I was just like, casting Stephen Wright as that chimp, man. Oh, and just yeah. even his oh, dialogue, man. his fucked up. Uh, what is that? There's some kind of term for that where you miss oh, yeah. words and yeah, right, right, right. Idioms or something like that. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. And what, it's also funny how similar like that dialogue is to like the weird mad max dialogue right like the kids have in mm. thunderdome and all that stuff like that's one of those kind of consistencies that i love is like he always has these like everybody speaks their own weird language and has their own system for talking about whatever kind world anthony burgess in, so. kind of thing yeah yeah now you love thunderdome right i think we had a discussion about Thunderdome. yeah 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 yeah. yeah i mean so <laughs> You know, I've probably seen Thundermore, Thunderdome many more times than this movie. I love it. Yeah, I think it's great. As a kid, hundred percent. I remember loving it as a movie. kid, but when I went back yeah. and revisited all of them, it takes such a tonal turn. Yeah, it felt like kid, Hollywood. I just it felt so Hollywood, yeah. like the studio interference or something. I don't know. But now yeah. seeing this, I'm like, maybe George Miller. Right. I want to have that in him too. too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. That's the thing. It's like, is was that a Hollywood thing, or did he? Was he like, no, he should go. And there'll well, be a cult of kids that believe in a captain, uh, uh, like a, a the pilot is coming back mm -hmm. for them, and you know, yeah, like, but it was I like the music, the you know, different about it. Like, um, a more another saccharine. thing around the same time, it also reminds me I had the same feelings with Conan, right? The first Conan was super gritty and shit, and then the second one they just introduced all the like the roguish characters and stuff, and it just got oh, kind of yeah, like, yeah, yeah, went yeah, off yeah. the uh, jump the shark mm -hmm. a bit or whatever off the rails. Yeah, I kind of felt yeah. the same with Beyond Thunderdome too at the time as a kid because <laughs> I was into Mad Max and I was like, oh, this is just way too cut, just zany, you know. But um, I I want to revisit it because I haven't seen it since then. Really, I can't think of. I remember a few years ago trying to watch it and I was just like, whoa, this it felt almost like <laughs> hook. What's her name? I mean, I, uh, I, definitely, I definitely have a thing where like for for like fucked up movies like that like i love dune to david D the david Lynch me too, dune, though, yeah it's just it's a specific tonal it's a uh -huh. saccharine it's a sugar-coated almost like it felt way less yeah. hard-hitting than the previous mad max movies which oh uh, yeah yeah it was totally it helped that i saw it first though right like oh, that was did, the first mad max the original? i saw okay yeah so yeah, like saw i was warrior first, i had no expectation yeah. yeah 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 um interesting yeah and I love Fury Road, uh, by the way. There's the fucking Fury Road piece. Yeah, Fury, Fury, Fury Road is great. Fury Road is great. I did have a thing about the like, if you if you're talking shit about Thunderdome, you can't you can't you can't you can't back Fury Road because they're so. <laughs> I mean, you can. <laughs> but, but, like, though, totally. but like, where yeah, were you? Where were you? I could have told you George Miller's a genius. Where were you for <laughs> Thunderdome and Dave Big uh, in the City? Right? Yeah. Everybody's surprised. I gotcha, like, well, I consider him a genius. He's such though, a great filmmaker. Let's should be an Oscar. I'm like. Dude, right. just go back, go totally. fucking watch Happy Feet. Happy I haven't Feet seen that. Crazy. No, I haven't seen that out. either. Yeah, dude, the end of that movie is darker than anything in Pig in the City. Bro. Like, yeah, and it's okay. four kids. Yeah, but but I mean, you'll see. I don't want to spoil it. Right. I'm saying it's I'm going to show it to my list. I'm going to have my kid watch it. I want him to see a movie with a good. Oh, it's another, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, yeah. Yeah, I think I think I don't think it's too dark. If he if he liked Pig in the City. I don't think it's too dark for him. And also it's, it's, it's dark in the, in like, 
it's another case where I think it's probably darker for the adult watching it than the Mm -hmm, kid. mm -hmm. Right. Because it doesn't, you know, it's because of what you're thinking about. Yeah. yeah. If that makes sense. The first one, we might not be able to eat pork in our house anymore. I know. I was thinking the same. Are you guys vegetarians? Are you LA vegetarians? It was bothering. I was wondering about the success of pig of, of babe if uh, if pork like dropped the industry like maybe they maybe they were responsible <laughs> for the second one flopping. They yes. kept the pork industry. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Fucking... It was a conspiracy. <laughs> the pork, the pork <laughs> board. They shut it, it down. Uh, well, here's another fun fun thing about the pigs is right. That's what Barter Town is run on in Thunderdome. Right? They run. Barter Town on the methane from the pigs. Yeah, so, like, that. part that of me is like, did again. was George Miller like, oh shit, man, pigs are cool. I'm gonna make a pig movie someday. You know, we should do a cinephiliacs all about all the Mad Max movies. We have to have you on for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love those movies. Fury Road yeah. did feel like a crazy step up. Like, I almost was amazed. I mean, I guess it was just a matter of production value and mm-hmm. technology and shit because his old yeah. shit was kind of janky. And just didn't seem masterfully directed to me, even shot selection wise and stuff. And it seemed like over the years he just got better and better, man. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty flawed. It was all there in the old stuff, man. It was all there. I'm just kidding. But no, the I vision, know he, the I mean, vision maybe yeah, yeah. was there, but the ability to execute it yeah. as well. Maybe. Of course, like he yeah, was, right, right. Know, he was a talented purple belt then, and now he's right. a red belt yeah. or some shit. You know, you were going to say, Jay, though, about uh, having watched it with Q and like the idea of eating pork and shit. Like, yeah, well, he had just asked me. I made scrambled eggs the other day for lunch. He's like, Do we have any bacon? And I was like, No, I mean, I think we're out or whatever. And then after this, he was like, I'm glad we didn't have bacon. <laughs> he's like, I don't he know if he wants that. to eat anymore. Yeah. And he's always had issues with, you know, it's probably better for his health. Eating animals and stuff, which I remember yeah, as a kid. Me too. I've struggled too, with you that. Know? And even as an mm-hmm. adult, you know, it is yeah. fucking our relationship with animals is very strange. And I feel like mm-hmm. all these, you know, in alien invasion movies, they never come here in peace. It's always to eradicate us. It's like right. maybe because they see how we treat other species, so they treat us accordingly. Because yeah, yeah, but it's not like other species, other species are nice to each other. I know, right? that's, I know. Yeah, that's you, just nature. Yeah. But the aliens yeah. are here to fuck up the bears too, right. you know, not just us. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But we know better is you know <laughs> right. higher. Were you, yeah, we're unique right. in that we have empathy and and the ability to understand exactly. another thing's pain and stuff. Right. You know, like you can call morality yeah, right. a human construct, but we are humans, you know, so it doesn't apply to bears. But right, right. Maybe it doesn't apply to us. I mean, maybe there's. No free will. <laughs> uh, oh, dude, right. I was. That's you gotta read. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever read this book, Behave? No. It's by a neurobiologist. Yeah. You should check it out. It's basically it's a book about. How, it's about how there's no free. Yeah. Basically, nice. biologically, there's no free will. I haven't read that book, uh, but we've studied Sam a Harris. lot. Yeah. Sam Harris. Yeah. Since that subject a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 really we good. It I don't think you would dig it cool definitely it's kind of held me back from getting my fat ass in shape Ah. i'm like (laughs) i I can't right in some parallel universe there's a me who's mr olympia but this one no i don't have any free will i'm sorry y'all i cannot go for a jog why didn't you empty the dishwasher (laughs) biology babe i mean what can i tell you If I could have, I would have. Millions and billions of years of evolution. Until I become Donnie Darko and I see the fourth dimension and I can choose to follow (laughs) that path in front of me or not. Sorry, man. Dishwashing and getting done. Exactly. Schrodinger's cat, except it's someone washing dishes or not washing dishes. (laughs) Uh, There were, was it 48 pigs used? to play babe in the first one i didn't see the number on the second anywhere wow but yeah they used 40 no, different pigs which learning that i kind of took it took a little of the magic away for me i mean bacon every day it's 48 different fucking pigs uh was that about craft services <laughs> craft service, yeah, yeah well it makes pig sense every day craft services because <laughs> oh, they oh. probably they probably just trained each pig to do one thing right so probably, they had a pig yeah that's you it. know because like Usually that's how you do it with animals. It's like the trainer spend, you tell them what the shot is and what the action Uh is. And the trainer spends like two weeks just Mm -hmm. doing that thing with the animal. Drilling it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
I made the mistake. Part of the meat thing is I made the mistake of watching some of the bonus features because I got the DVD of this. I try and oh. for all these ones in our show, we do the collection or whatever, you know, so we'll have a library. Event oh, for cool. It. And uh, so and plus, I like to watch special features to talk about a film, which you don't get when you just stream them on the yeah. second disc. I didn't have any, unfortunately. But George Miller was talking on the first one. Um, firstly, about how he came to the project. He was on a plane from Australia to London. And mm -hmm. he just happened to flip onto some kid's audio channel or something. And there was this woman from the BBC or some shit reviewing like the best children's books of the year. And Babe was the best children's book of the year. Oh. And just the way she was talking about it, he's like, this sounds interesting. And he just got, they said it just put him in a state, just childlike state that normally this Mad Max filmmaker and shit's not in. Mm -hmm. So as soon as he landed and he went to the um, hotel, they had a bookstore in the base of the hotel. And he went in there and got the book. And read it that night and as soon as he flipped the last page he's like this shit needs to be a movie Whoa. so oh that's awesome it was his vision even though they got uh what's his name dunin i think his name was to direct the first one or mm -hmm. noonan um yeah dunin i think not tom noonan who's amazing <laughs> i would I'd love to see tom noonan direct this shit but uh for those of you who don't know tom noonan look him up and you'll laugh but the pig thing he was talking about the intelligence of pigs how some of these pigs and whenever this DVD was published, they, some of the pigs were still alive that had performed in the film, and they still knew their cues hmm. years later. He was just talking about the yeah. intelligence and how, you know, they say pigs are like a three-year-old yeah. human's intelligence yeah. or whatever. And they're pretty yeah, yeah, well, there was that whole trend too. of the potbelly pig pets, yes. you know, right. like every celebrity had a pig. Yeah. yeah. And and that's one reason pig viruses translate to humans so much is because we're so close to that relative to other mm. animals. Oh, interesting. Some swine flu, yeah. Yeah. Right. Man, I have such a complicated relationship with this because I fucking I love know. pulled pork, pork chops. Oh, man, bacon. it's the best. I mean, shit. <gasps> what about uh, boars? You know, like, you got to separate fact from fiction, man. Right. That's it. <laughs> Wild not, boars. I'm not giving up Al Pastor tacos for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Al Pastor is the best that. taco. It's the best it taco. Is. It There's is. There's no choice. Yeah. There's no choice. <laughs> Not that every taco truck in LA is using pork for those, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, they say boars are basically just pigs. Once a pig, if you take a pig from a farm yeah. and let it go feral, they grow tusks yeah. and become a boar in like a matter of Cut days its or balls weeks. off to turn it into a pig. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's just the it's just the domestication. Exactly. I mean, it's kind of how a lot of men are. You know, it's Lord of the Rings. We're pretty domesticated <laughs> in the right setting, but you put them in the wild, they become the revenant and shit. You know? Yeah, exactly. The revenant. <laughs> you talked about how this was one you thought was criminally underrated. What else might have been in the running for your favorite movie? Are there any others that you might I mean, have? so, you know, like the road, I mean, the Road Warrior and Thunderdome would be in there too, you know. Like so you're just a massive George Miller stand, huh? Yeah, I love I love I love his movies, but you know, also just a lot of other things that are classics like Raging Bull and Taxi Driver, and yeah. you know, uh, uh, like T two was super formative for me, yeah, and Aliens. Like I watched those movies. Mm -hmm. So you like I, Aliens I over I, Alien? Yeah, for sure. I'm, you know, like I'm a James Cameron guy. All right. I like, um, that, I like that suspenseful, creepy horror shit yeah. over the Marine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, Alien yeah, is definitely they're... on this list too. But if I had yes, to pick right. one, mm -hmm. I mean, I love every Alien movie too. Like we could do this about uh, Alien Resurrection. You know, like I think that movie is also. Is totally that the one, uh, what's the, the guy who made Amelie? What's his name? Yeah. John? Exactly. It's the one he did. Is that the latest one? No, I, I, get, I get lost. Or no, was it the point. last one? I mean, it, was it yeah, like I think it was the last one before or... Prometheus. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, well, there's one after Prometheus. That. That's right, right. God damn, what is that one? I have it. The, I have like the, the latest one, you mean, right? Yeah, like yeah. the very latest Covenant, was it? Covenant's the newest. Yeah, and it was supposed yeah. to be Prometheus too, which I was kind of looking forward to. I wanted to see what they did with like the lore of it and stuff. And then they ended up making a just another mm. sort of alien one or something. Yeah. I gotta run through all that. No, you don't. You don't <laughs> need to see Prometheus. What co no, co Covenant? You were saying though, right? Or yeah, no? Covenant. We need no, Prometheus. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to see that either. Prometheus is funny. Script. The first time yeah, I saw it, I hated it, and then the second time I was like, 
actually that was, that was kind of cool and then the third time i hated it again <laughs> it's like dialogue and shit. it's this factor the where like when you go in expecting to dislike it sometimes you're surprised by things and then you end up like thinking it's better mm -hmm. than you expected and then the, the reverse happens again you know it's kind of what happened there uh but go ahead jay you were gonna say well i was just gonna say prometheus visually stunning yeah lore wise and philosophically interesting mm -hmm. but the character work is fucking yeah. trash there's a lot to like and hate about it i think yeah well and like that guy well, that logan marshall whatever that uh marshall green he's like a tom hardy light you know that dude who was mm -hmm. in prometheus he's terrible in that movie but then he's in that show quarry and he's fucking amazing so really i think it was just the script the character was just cardboard yeah. dude. Yeah. those two oil guys they were annoying as fuck and stupid and yeah <laughs> i know but um, yeah i mean I, I, I did like the engineer and stuff like that. I think I think the cool yeah. factor to some of that yeah. is, you know. Like, yeah, for sure. I think the thing that's great about the earlier series, though, is that like the aliens, there's not a thing about them, right? That they're just there mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they're coming and they're going to kill everything. Yeah, it's kind of cool you know? when it's and not like, explained so much and it's just yeah, this, exactly. like, species from wherever, yeah, deep space. Right. And, it doesn't need yeah. it. I mean, the philosophy is all in the characters and with and the corporation and what right. that means to people the right and like and whether that, yeah. whether they use it as a weapon or whether they mm -hmm. try and stop it you know and, and that's the whole to me that's one of the big things that makes that original series great so like mm -hmm. when prometheus and stuff decided to go and like oh no this is the real background and blah blah blah, blah and the gods and it's like whoa, whoa 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 you know like just give me some aliens and then make it <laughs> make make the characters bring out whatever you have to say yeah. about that you know having like, grown up on like the ancient greek mythology and stuff like that i've always kind of dug that sort of world buildings you know in lord of the rings all that kind of shit growing up you know D &D, oh yeah etc dude I, that that's i think where some of that still appeals to me it's usually mishandled but i still am drawn to that kind of stuff the world yeah yeah i mean i've had and and yeah 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 i mean i love i love world building too i'd say like one of the most consistent things like of favorite movies is, is that right. Like it has to be a movie that takes you into some completely other thing, some completely other world than where you are. Like that's, that's really the thing I love that movies can do, but you know, like recreate dreams and take you somewhere where the, that, mm -hmm. you know, mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. Like John Carter. <laughs> see that's yeah, just like john carter that was next i don't know how you picked that out of my brain i was that's your desert island that. movie right that's another question <laughs> yeah, that's really? my desert island movie no i was no, gonna no, no. say all right no no, no. that I'll is one that, that is, in, in, in my book is rated correctly yeah okay right i've never finished i was gonna say controversial when i saw it i was just like oh man i watched like 10 minutes maybe and like is there a way to make uh flash gordon john carter type thing cool like there's got he-man yeah it's called zardoz <laughs> zardoz yeah, yeah. exactly did. check out our review yeah our zardoz review. yeah so i mean you know like they did it with battlestar galactica right you know like you can yeah, do it that's but it's, a little it's, less, it's uh, a lot of work fantasy mixed with it that's what it is it's when you mix the fantasy yeah because john carter kind of has that uh Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's when you get out of the genre. It's like it's Robert it's, e. it's sci-fi sci yeah. or fantasy. Well, like Star Wars, you know, it, Star mm -hmm. Wars was inspired by Flash Gordon partly, but also samurais and all this monks and shit and all Westerns. this sort of stuff. Yeah. Know? Westerns yeah. for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's you know, that's I think, you know, major reason it's so successful too is is tapping into yeah. all that. And the, but, I mean um, the smart thing they did with Mandalorian was take it back to that, right? You know, like they took it back, they're like, okay. We're going back to doing Kurosawa ripoffs, and it's great. Yeah, yeah I still haven't yeah. seen it. I got to show that. The Mandalorian. Yeah. He does love Star Wars. It feels a lot more like the old ones. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. he's watched Star Wars, he's watched it. It's like the tone is. Oh, do you do you let your kids play video games? Yeah, I have. I mean, that he didn't. My son didn't really get into it, but uh, he played. We have like a Xbox 360 with the thing. So he hasn't really played with a controller, but he did give him time, stuff. give him time. He'll be obsessed. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure he'll get into <laughs> yeah. it. But Dude, during the pandemic, me. I was like, we're stuck inside. What can we do? And then and it's like, Oh, there's a game where you have to run and, you yeah, know, like run in place character. for half an hour. Do this. 
My son's taking that shit like a fish to water. Like he might end up being a professional gamer someday and making more money than I ever did in Hollywood and shit. But uh <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He played those fucking don't let your kid play the Lego Star Wars games before he sees the movies. Because the games okay. spoil everything. Uh, we went to watch the uh so the, fuck, the force the first so the fucked force up. awakens or whatever is that the jj abram shit mm-hmm. went to watch that he's like han solo's his dad and he's gonna kill han solo at the end i was like what the You're like what what how'd you know the lego game like, god damn it that is <laughs> he hasn't i mean i guess you know cool. he has played he plays games on the ipad like so like there's like PBS has a games app mm-hmm. where you make robots drive around and stuff like that. So he's played some Wild of that stuff. And shit, yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, yeah, and I know he's gonna get into it. He's definitely into the iPad and stuff. He did the craziest thing the other day. So I, I showed, I started reading him Calvin and Hobbes. So he got oh, yeah. he, which he loved, and then you know, amazing, uh, was like into the idea of comic books after that, right? Because he had never really seen a, he'd seen picture books, but not a comic book before. Mm-hmm. Um, and he came in one day and was like was like, dad, look, I made a comic book, but it was videos that he had taken on his iPad in order. Oh, and I was like, holy shit, Whoa. you just made a movie. And he nice. came up with the idea, right? Like, I never told him how what? to do anything. And That's he just did beautiful. little videos of himself being like, no, I'm going here. And then another video, no, I'm going here. Cause he thought of it like the frames yeah. in the comic and book, And he just right? played them in a row. Yeah, exactly. And it is like this and this and this. And I was like, well, yeah. check this out and put it in the iMovie. And he, he was, and now he's all into like trailers. Cause you know how iMovie has like, you can press the trailer button. And he's no, like, oh, I, it. it's, it's like, it's like an auto setting where you just press on it and it will make a trailer and film really? you. And it's like tomorrow, whatever. Oh, That's shit. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm going to have to take you on that. That's great. Yeah. We'll we'll see. I don't know. Oh, he's That's he's amazing. He, he instinctually made a fucking film, though. That's some Spielberg yeah. shit. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's it's cool. The stuff they can come up with, you know, like in free, you know, just like thinking through playing. You know, yeah. he's just playing. Yeah, that's all he's acting like, oh, well, is. Everything's yeah. all play. Yeah, you know? exactly. we've all been doing that through history it's just that only now we have access to this technology even more and more democratized over time you know now that just you know six-year-old kids have it and stuff where you know 20 30 years ago it was you know or more you know uh, like all the way back to silent films it was just accessibility but you know, obviously we, as kids, just the natural instinct is to go out in the backyard and make shit up, you know, just story. Exactly. Down. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, totally. Right. That's what you do as a kid. Right. Playing doctor. It's like playing scenes <laughs> for porn. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> now sorry, there's mom, only sorry, fans. Or, is, it, is it only fans or fans only? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, like Spielberg famously you know, maybe it's a class thing. Must have been upper middle class because he was given cameras and shit at an right. early age. We were broke exactly. ass kids in yeah. Oxon Hill. You know that area. You're from DC. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So we grew yeah. up in the fucking hood, basically. Never had access. No, yeah. and loved movies, but never thought we could make movies. But now, even if you're in the hood, your mom has a fucking cell yeah. phone. If you got a cell yeah, phone, yeah, yeah, you can yeah, make yeah. a movie, as we've shown. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was an inconceivable idea as a kid. It was like, wait, people do that. You know, it was like the yeah. movies were another world, not like a job or a thing that people right. did. Yeah, you know, man. Um, Got a but and, yeah, and video oh, cameras were definitely fancy. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if we'll see if he gets into it. He definitely. What was the name uh, of that short film you made with the kids? Sizzling. Yeah, that was kind of what we're talking about. Kids as the leads. But oh yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's kids, fully. Right? Yeah, that short. Uh, I mean, that's all George Miller inspiration. You know, it's yeah. like kids who go and live in the LA river and create a world of their own. And these Is that on YouTube or anything? Can... Cause we can link to that in the description. Um, oh yeah. I think, I don't know if it's on YouTube right now. I don't you know. I, don't, I have like DVD. Well, yeah, send us a yeah. link or something. And we'll... yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah, seeing yeah. it years ago. Kids yeah. pushing around shopping carts and yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, I mean, costumes. it was that—that's straight up, you know, Thunderdome yes. inspiration nice. for sure. Have you been writing or filming anything recently? Um, 
Yeah, I'm still writing. I've got a couple projects that I'm working on as a writer. I have a project I'm doing as a creative producer that we, uh, you know, we sold to a streamer and it's in development right now. It hasn't really been announced. I'm not, I'm not writing it, but uh, producing it. Um, so yeah, I still write stuff. It's been hard during the pandemic. You know, like the first nine months, that's I was right, sort of, like, send kids I was... back to school, send kids back to school. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why. I mean, I know, I'm kidding. Yeah. It, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> even, even Zoom school, but during the, you know, I was basically a stay-at-home dad for like nine months. And then even now, like when there's more time, it's my, you know, my brain, the it's a heavier lift right now, cognitively, mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, just with all that's going on. But I'm definitely still doing that. And right now, and I'm also like working right now uh, for this company called Betworks that want, is doing interactive uh, gambling um, and wants to kind of incorporate content into that and kind of make Ooh, everything bettable and fun. <laughs> so it's cool. It's, it's, it's super interesting. Um, Can you talk about that more? Like, different. how does that work? What does that look like? Like, uh, well, theoretically like a storytelling aspect to it. Somehow, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I think you could get there, right. That it would be a storytelling yeah. thing. Could be interesting. Um, like choose your adventures where you bet. And if you're right. Yeah, or right. Or <laughs> yeah exactly. All kinds of stuff. Like, yeah. I think those are the potential themes and shit, you know, yeah. That, so kind of that cool. are coming down the road. And that's the stuff that's really interesting and fun to me is that you could make basically any kind of entertainment bettable. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. There's a lot of regulations to get there. Like sure. you have to get any bettable game approved by licensors, which is the big bear for that right now. So right now it's mostly sports stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like all sports basically right now, their new business model since TV revenue is going down is we're just going to have betting and have betting partners. And, all and they've stuff. opened so that's that where up the a big lot too is. with DraftKings, with that kind of shit. And uh, yeah, yeah. And NFL, also I think was introducing some kind of camera. Everybody is because yeah. the, the other big thing that happened is in 2018, the Supreme court before 2018, Nevada was the only place where you could, um, legally gamble, but there's a big Supreme court case in 2018 that made it basically legal anywhere. Right. And so since then about half the States have legalized gambling and the expectation is that pretty much all of them will eventually, but and once um, again, native Americans. Get <coughs> I was just going to yeah, say, right, yeah, exactly, the places exactly. that has existed outside of Vegas have been because they're yeah native American casinos. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I think Casino current casino operators still have a, an advantage because you still have to go through the regulatory hoops and get licenses, mm -hmm. which is really hard to do. And they so don't have to. Guess, the people who bad. have casino licenses already are already yeah, are crushing it. You know, there, like yeah. because they basically it's much easier for everybody to run their gambling through them than to get try and get their own mm -hmm. license, kind of. Sure. So hopefully it won't turn out. Um, I mean, honestly, this shit shouldn't even be illegal. It's insane that people can't choose right. the fuck they want I their know money, it is what? I mean, the stock market itself. When we went to make Cactus Jack, this independent film, we were trying to get investors, and our lawyer made us aware of the whole accredited investor thing where you can't oh, even invest in thing. a film yeah. Yeah. unless yeah. you and have like a million dollars liquidated and shit. Like, so poor people can't even play in that realm, essentially. It's like a mm -hmm. rich man's gambling game, you know? Yeah, and when the the mess up thing is like I'm pretty sure it passed. There was a bill to change that, right? And okay. you know, because they the bill they crowdfunding like, is part of it too. Like, can we make crowdfunding where you're actually investing and in, get? I a think return? it comes yeah. down to well, whether the person's conscious of the risks or not. You know what I'm saying? No, if you're I, not think, I think I think it's been passed might... by Congress. <laughs> okay, but the thing is, the work. SEC hasn't made the regulations. Uh, they it take us four they, years <laughs> to make this movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't change back in Congress. I'm pretty sure it was. But they haven't made the regulations to allow it to happen. But, Typical. you know, like that was the next business plan for GoFundMe and Kickstarter was like you right. would be able or Indiegogo, you'd be able to do that and actually have investors. Right. Who get a um, return, you know. And who get a return on it and stuff. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, it's a whole new world out there. We came up in a very weird time with the Internet is trying to make it in Hollywood. Like, I feel like if yeah. we came up in the 70s or 80s, we would have crushed it. First off, story sensibility-wise, et cetera. But also just uh, the model was so much... I wouldn't say at all it was a meritocracy. Of course, still nepotism and all that kind of bullshit. Oh, you know, yeah, for sure. Networking connections. But it just seemed 
that they made more movies they made more low budget programmers mm-hmm. type movies mm-hmm. you know just thrillers etc and eventually the ip game took over i mean star wars mm-hmm. kind of ruined hollywood yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. like merchandising if we like we joke all the time about the kind of shit we write like mechanicsville the serial that shit <laughs> dude the uh what was the tv wrenches revenger you could just totally have the revenger the revenger wheels and stuff right yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you think, you that toys would be awesome yeah, yeah that was the one we had with the weinsteins luckily we got the rights back you know shortly before oh good harvey shit hit the fan but uh we actually had escape artists you know that company they wanted to take it mm-hmm. back to market but we were developing it with them and their notes started just shifting it so much we just said peace which pissed them off apparently they won't return our manager's calls now but uh it's weird how that happens (laughs) hey man sorry i mean no 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 all respect to you guys to do that yeah it's a matter how you want to spend your time pretty much right yeah we're looking at turning it into a feature though because tv yeah it's a great idea right um yeah and you know like the the show that show I remember reading the pilot. That show, it's like there it is. Yeah, it was sick. Dude. Like, let's it's go so make good. this. It yeah. not. It's not. It's not like let's redevelop this. It's like okay, no. Right. This is the thing we're trying to do. Let's do mm-hmm. it. And make a great graphic novel too, which we're, we're. I can't. We can't probably reveal too much, but we're doing some stuff on that side too. Yeah. Oh, sweet, novels, sweet. Yeah. Something That's awesome. Development. Another TV project we have. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It'll become a graphic novel, but and then that could become a show someday. You know, sell the IP from the graphic novel. Yeah, you know. the show thing is interesting. Where are you at on TV versus features these days, as far as writing? I know you're developing uh, TV. I, stuff, but... you know, like I have a couple. So I did a TV comedy thing with a friend of mine who's like a stand-up and improv comedian. Uh, uh, we did it over the summer and basically it's uh, kind of like drunk history, but with next door posts. So we took the craziest <laughs> next door posts the next door and had people <laughs> like perform them basically. And what we did was we made, uh, we made it a zoom of coronavirus. And we actually filmed it like during the pandemic where we had like a camera and a mic that would give actors and they would take it in their house mm-hmm. and we could control it from the iPad outside and they would just so we filmed each piece of a zoom and then cut it together basically so it's like this big long zoom basically made up of the craziest funniest next door posts about the pandemic like you know mm-hmm. just people losing their minds in all the ways they did like ah do i have to microwave my ma- my my mail and like all that stuff. <laughs> nice. for those who aren't aware next door is an app where people basically in neighborhoods and shit can talk about what's going on you know talk to your neighbors through this app uh, yeah and except and it's it's, it's but it's hilarious it's like the least neighbor oh, no i mean there's good neighborly things about it but like people just go crazy and especially oh, yeah. during coronavirus oh, like like typically neighbors then in other words yeah, I mean, political fights <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. should all just have fences and not talk like. uh, no right, right, right. The, the, the things you never wanted to know your neighbor was thinking about they're posting it on right. next oh, yeah. exactly. it's hilarious okay. interesting that's great see i found yeah. we you know toiled in features for years and then we're like let's mm-hmm. jump in tv it seems to be the next thing so we had revenger we did and it started mm-hmm. moving in the right direction but then died and we had this other show, Incorruptibles. We got a development deal on. That's kind of mm-hmm. hit a pause, and we're reconfiguring and shit. But the more I think about it, and we had stopped watching movies essentially for years, especially with me with chemo and then the kid and shit. Yeah, and of course. That's partly why we started this podcast is to rekindle that romance with movies and watch more movies mm-hmm. again. And sorry, honey, I got to watch this movie for work, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I find myself kind of more back into features because it's so much less of a commitment it's like dating versus marrying like a tv show if you get into that shit you're exclusive and it's just that and it's a writer's room of who knows who is going to be in there and what kind of drama that entails and shit nowadays and it's kind of like i just want to write specs throw them out there if they sell cool if not fuck it turn it into a book or whatever you know i love long form storytelling I love the idea mm-hmm. of like developing developing characters over seasons and stuff that I as Novels. a storyteller. I love that. But uh yeah, when yeah. it comes to the practicalities of a TV show versus a feature, you know, with the real world aspects of developing that over years, like Jay said, it's like a, a true commitment. It's a marriage, a TV show or a feature. 
And if something's original, mm, it's more already got so many strikes against it in terms of they're looking for IP yeah. to develop. Like The Boys is the hottest shit. Oh, The Boys is a Garth Ennis fucking comic book or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's you know, like I hadn't done a lot of TV before Super Deluxe, but then, you know, we did a, a bunch of different things there. And it was, you know, the whole development, pro- I mean, we had it pretty simplified, right? We basically did TV shows like independent movies where, you know, the, it was like one or two writers. They wrote the everything nice. we were going to shoot, and then we went and shot it, right? And it was because your so budgets like, are low enough. Paired, to just bet on yeah, that, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. this is the only way you could afford to do it, right? There was no yeah. like right while you're going. Uh,